0: Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. And on this week's episode, we are going to be looking at Bradley Beal. And we are also going to be looking at some of the other rumors uh, that are out there and some of the guys who might be available. So let us uh, start with Bradley Beal and go from there. So to say that his season has been anything but amazing, is an understatement. He is probably uh one of the best shooters um scores uh in the NBA this season. He's averaging close to 35 points a game, somebody who is having a great season all around. 34.4 points, 5.4 rebounds, 4.8 assists. And he is doing that on a basketball team that is in 14th place in the Eastern Conference. And in total, they are the uh, second or third worst team in the NBA. Um, They are just, they're just not looking good at all. And you have the Timberwolves, who aren't that good either. The Pistons weren't that good, but the Wizards with Bradley Beal. Despite his um, success, they aren't that great. Thomas Bryant is out, and he's hurt. You have a less than stellar Davis Burton-Tanz, who, while he's averaging 11 points, it's not as good as people expected. Um, You have Westbrook, who is almost averaging a triple-double. 18 points, 9.7 rebounds, 10.2 assists. So, Westbrook is doing what Westbrook does, Um, unfortunately. For the Wizards, they're just not that good. So, one thing that has basically stayed constant within the last few years is that the Wizards haven't been great. They've been all over the map in terms of their uh, ability to play basketball and their standings. They were at one point a playoff team with John Wall healthy, Bradley Beal healthy, and then it came to this where they're kind of teetering, nine seed, ten seed, eleven seed. Now they're at sort of that bottom end of the the standings in the East, and so you know Bradley Beal hasn't been moved. Bradley Beal is still there. He hasn't said anything. About his situation, although he has said in the past he he loves D.C. he loves Washington, the Wizards have made it abundantly clear through multiple sources throughout the past couple of years that Bradley Beal is off the market. I'm sure teams have called. I'm sure teams have done their due diligence, and I'm sure the Wizards have respectfully told them that Bradley Beal is uh, not available, and so. It's something that, unfortunately, is the case where this guy is playing his best basketball during the prime of his career and he's not going to get moved unless the right offer comes up, which it seems like probably that's not um, something that has happened. And so, you know, I think it's about time that he moves on. I think um, he's someone who's had, you know, enough success on his own. Now it's time to become someone who um, you know is an NBA uh, superstar on an NBA superstar team you know Washington's not gonna compete for a championship Washington's not gonna compete for the playoffs at this point their best situation is to just move on from Bradley Beal start over take your draft picks and go from there and so for the um, Wizards You got to move on from Bradley Beal get the best offer you can and just go from there because at this point you know there's no need to keep him around if you're not going to win so we basically have to look at what could be the best uh, packages available and so right now we're going to look at the teams that make the most sense so the first one is the Golden State Warriors and so the Warriors have a lot of assets that might interest the Washington Wizards, and there are guys here that could easily make something uh, work. So they have James Weissman, who was their draft choice. He looks pretty solid as a rookie. Kelly Oubre is not as good as last season, but maybe you know he just needs uh, a new change in scenery to change that. Andrew Wiggins seems like he's the perfect fit in Golden State and has played pretty solid basketball for this team. And I think they probably wouldn't want to give him up just because he's been fitting in nicely. But if it works that Bradley Beal gets traded and he needs to be involved, then they can do that. They have Eric Pascal, who's um, a surprise last year and is playing just as good. Um, They also have a Minnesota draft pick plus their own. And so, I think the Wizards can get the most out of this situation because you have two Wings who are 25 years old who can be thrown into this deal to make it work. You have, in theory, a center in James Weissman who can fill the center position even though they have uh, Thomas Bryant, you know, Weissman's younger. Um, you have Eric Pascal who's 24, can be thrown in and draft picks. So... In theory, you can get this Minnesota pick. That pick becomes the fifth pick in the draft. You have the third or second pick in the draft. And that's two top five draft picks for the Wizards in what many people call a very good draft. And so if the Wizards are looking for that situation, then I think it's a good one. And even if, let's say, this draft pick is top three and it gets moved to 2022, then you're still in a good situation because you're going to get uh, in theory, a pick in 2022, um, but I think they'd rather have this year's pick because it's a better draft. And who knows, you know, if they do get the second overall pick, that could be enough to push them to the front with Anthony Edwards and uh, you know D'Angelo Russell and Paul um, Anthony Towns. That could be, you know, next season. Um, in 2020, one uh, 2022 could make them much better, so the pick wouldn't be as good. So. This is, I think, a good team because of what they have. And so you could do this deal with just Andrew Wiggins and draft picks and then throw in some other stuff. But what makes probably a lot more sense is doing Kelly Oubre, James Weissman. you probably throw in Eric Pascal and some draft picks. And that could get the, the deal done, in my opinion. Because I don't think you really need to throw in Andrew Wiggins unless they really want him. So then you'd still have Kayvon Looney, you'd still have Draymond Green, you'd still have Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Steph, and Bradley Beal. Now there's another team that also makes sense, uh, not as much in my opinion, but the Denver Nuggets. And I think Denver is not going to trade Jokic. I don't think they're going to trade Jamal Murray. I don't think um, those guys are on the table. But you have Michael Porter Jr., who's averaging 18 points and 7 rebounds as 22 year old um he looks like he could be something in today's nba there's nothing wrong with uh him as a player and so there is um some draft choices rj hampton's 19 zeke nanjai is 20 Bowl is 21 monte morris is 25 so those are guys who also could be thrown in to make this work you know i think gary harris unfortunately has to be thrown in for salary reasons because you're going to have to match salaries. Um, so I think um, any sort of Gary Harris, Michael Porter Jr., Bowl Bowl, Monte Morris deal with draft picks could work. Um, the Nuggets don't have the the draft choices that, you know, a lot of teams would be looking for. But, um, you know, I think if you throw enough picks in, it might be worth it. Then we have a team that seems to be uh, involved in pretty much... Um, all of the news about Bradley Beal. And that's the Miami Heat. And it's very confusing to me. Because they don't have um, a package in my opinion that's worth um, you know, trading for. I think they do have Bam Adebayo. But the thing is they're not going to trade him. And in theory you want to keep him around with Jimmy Butler. So Bradley Beal can have those two guys with them. And if that's the case you don't have a lot of offers offers to throw out there tyler hero is good he's averaging 17 points and almost seven rebounds um you have precious achua who was their draft choice um you have kendrick nunn in there you have duncan robinson you have casey Ocopla. all these guys are young but again um is that what the wizards really want you know would they rather have james weissman would they rather have michael porter jr uh yes there is a bunch of draft picks Uh, 2025 first round pick 2027 first round pick Um, they cannot trade their 2024 first round pick because they've already traded their 2023 first round pick so that's off the table but 2025 down is a fair game i just don't see why the wizards would want this package because i don't think there's too much there Um, then another team who I think has been mentioned, but again, I don't think they have as good a package at all, is, uh, the Mavericks, who I think for Dallas, they just don't have the pieces, right? They're a great team, but, you know, I don't think they have enough. Jalen Brunson, Josh Green, you know, are both young pieces. If you threw in Josh Richardson, you know, you'd have to, you know, make that part of the deal and then when you go to draft picks they don't have a pick this year they don't have a pick in 2023 so the latest pick you can get 2025 and there's also protections on your 2023 pick which means that could get pushed back even further so at this point it seems like they don't have enough to get the deal done then we go to the Boston Celtics who have been rumored to um, have interest in Bradley Beal obviously you know when you have Uh, Jason Tatum who's a top young talent plus he's friends with Bradley Beal from both being St. Louis uh, natives you have Jalen Brown who's having an all-star level season you have Kemba Um, these are guys who are great and you want you know Bradley Beal to compliment them but the thing is with the Celtics you're either going to have to trade Jalen Brown or Tatum and Bradley Beal comes in Or you're going to have to trade Kemba, which I don't think the Wizards want. So you'd have to find a third team to take on Kemba and then assets to come back to um, the Wizards. So if you did go after Bradley Beal, you'd have to, in theory, trade Kemba for Bradley Beal or trade Kemba to a third team and get Bradley Beal as the piece. Unfortunately, the Celtics have um, a $28.5 million trade exception and Bradley Beal is about... 150,000 dollars um more than what they they have there and you know I don't think the Wizards would just trade Bradley Beal for a trade exception because you cannot add other players into it and they wouldn't want to do that so you know you could in theory trade Marcus Smart and Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice and Romeo Langford and draft picks and trade like eight guys to get um Kemba, Jalen, Jason Tatum, and Bradley Beal together. But it just seems like if Brown's off the table and Tatum's off the table, and you assume Kemba is not something they're interested in, I think the Celtics are out of luck on this one. And it probably makes a lot more sense just to get someone who makes under $28 million, put them in the trade exception, and go from there. Then we have another team, which is the Atlanta Hawks, who I think could be a silent... Um, sneaky uh, choice because I think they have a mix of veterans and young players who kind of can fill in where they need them to so you did sign uh, Golinari, you signed Bogdanovich um, Tony Schnell is in there Rondo um, these are all guys who are veterans and then you have the younger guys Clint Capella, DeAndre Hunter, Trey Young Nkongwu, Cam Reddish, John Collins so I think you can get something done here because you do have your own picks plus you have a pick from um, Oklahoma City uh, which if it's not um, conveying by 2024 uh, then it's converted into 2024 and 2025 second round picks which um, isn't as valuable but um, still you can throw that in there. They also have uh, a pick from Miami in the second round, New Orleans, Charlotte, Uh, Another one from Miami, Brooklyn, uh, Golden State. These are all second-round picks. So I think between this group, you can make something happen, whether that's throwing in Tony Schnell, who's a one-year contract, and then throwing in John Collins, who you might not want to pay, and then throwing in some other pieces and draft picks. You know, I could see it taking place. And I think, you know, a Bradley Beal-type trade with this group could easily get done, you know. And I think the Hawks are a sneaky choice because nobody really expects Atlanta to go after him. But they could easily put something together. Then there is the Lakers and the Clippers who um, are the final two teams we're going to look at. And I'm just throwing them in there because I want to say that there's not even a chance of Bradley Beal going to these teams. One thing that the NBA and more importantly NBA writers like to do is whenever there's a big name superstar on the market they usually like to put the Lakers and the Clippers in the conversation even though there's no chance of said superstar going there they love to put the Lakers on the list and make up some random trade where the Lakers give up like six players that don't even um, make sense for Bradley Beal and then they'll throw the Clippers in there and they'll try and throw in all these pieces and try and make it work salary wise but the Clippers and the Lakers don't have nearly enough for what the Wizards want. If you go to the Lakers to start, there's no pieces here besides Kuzma that they'd really want. Caruso is good with the Lakers, but he's not great outside of that. You don't have other players that they'd be interested in. Montrezl Harrell is okay, but I don't see why they'd want him. I don't know why they'd want Schroeder either, because he's playing great for the Lakers. So I think they'd want to keep him around. Um, It doesn't seem like that could work. And then even with the Clippers, you know, you could get salary to work. It's just, you know, I don't think they have any first-round picks, and the Wizards wouldn't even want what they're offering. You know, as much as Zubac is good, and I think Luke Kennard is a good role player, and I think, you know, you could try something with Patrick Beverly or Marcus Morris. It just doesn't work, and it's not going to happen. And so, unfortunately for... um, Lakers and Clippers fans, Bradley Beal, will only be a visiting uh, opponent against Clippers and the Lakers. He won't be wearing purple and gold or red, white, and blue. So um, yeah, that's uh, that. Then we're going to move on to another rumor uh, situation, which is Pelicans' Lonzo Ball, who there is more credible information on this, and it seems like um, there is interest from uh, two specific teams, involving uh Lonzo Ball so the first one is basically Kelly Oubre with Golden State and Lonzo Ball with the Pelicans that is sort of something that's been rumored um as potentially uh something that could go on um you have you know a good um need for a point guard in Golden State alongside uh Steph Curry I think um He's young, he's got talent. I could see this being um, a pretty good spot for uh, Lonzo. um, Because again, all they have at the backup point guard is Brad Wademaker. And so Kelly Oubre getting traded for Lonzo isn't the worst trade in the world. You'd have to probably find other stuff to um, make this trade more even. Although I don't know if um, either of these guys... um, at this point is better than the other. Lonzo is averaging 12 points, five assists, four rebounds. Kelly Oubre is averaging 11, almost 12 points, almost six rebounds, and um, uh, 1.2 assists. So they're fairly similar. Um, Kelly Oubre maybe fits better with um, Pelicans seeing as they have already Eric Bledsoe and T. R. Lewis as point guards, both of which are young. Point guards, um, or I guess KR Lewis's. And you also have um, Nikhil Alexander Walker who can play both the point guard and the shooting guard. So in this case, you open up a roster spot at the guard position for those guys to get more minutes. Um, and then you kind of have um, Kelly Oubre coming in as someone who can play the wing in New Orleans. So um, that's a framework that's been rumored. Um, A few articles have come out with uh, the Warriors having interest and Kelly Oubre being the guy getting moved. Then there is Chicago, who is another team that has um, shown interest in uh, Lonzo. And Chicago has a bunch of pieces that I honestly think could interest the Pelicans because they have a bunch of guys who would fit Zach Levine, they have uh, Laurie Markden, Kobe White, Wendell Carter. I don't think uh, Patrick Williams is on the board. I think they're going to hold on to their rookie, um, seeing as he was the number four overall pick. But um, that situation, there's a bunch of guys who could fit. They also have Otto Porter Jr., who makes $28 million one-year contract, and he could be thrown in if you're looking to get rid of salary. So Lonzo Ball is someone who I think the Bulls would use well. They have Zach Levine and um, Kobe White, who both seem like they're more shooting guard than point guards, and that's how um, Chicago feels about them. And so getting in someone like Lonzo can fill that point guard spot. He's still young, um, and, you know, that would work. Um, And so honestly, I think uh, Zach Levine is someone that they'd rather trade just because he's two years older or actually, in this case, five years older than Kobe White, two years older than Lonzo. And so you'd have Lonzo, who's 23. You'd have Patrick Williams, who's 19. in who's 23. Kobe White, who is 20. And Wendell Carter, who's 21. So you'd have a starting lineup of all guys who are under 23 years old. Um, And so I think that'd be a good move. I think if you did try and get Zach Levine, you'd have to add in a little bit more if you're um, the Pelicans you'd have to probably throw in some draft picks to make this work um, they do have a variety of picks from both Milwaukee and the Lakers so if the Pelicans didn't want to throw in picks of their own they got others to throw in they also have players to throw in such as Jackson Hayes or Josh Hart uh, who are both young wings And uh, Jackson Hayes is a center that could work um, But for me, you know, I think Golden State is not as good of a team for Lonzo, Just because I think if they want to go out and get Bradley Beal or another bigger name guy and compete for a championship, then they need all the pieces they have. And if you trade away Ubre, you can't trade away Lonzo for uh, a few uh, weeks. I think it's like 30 days. So by that point, the trade deadline might have already passed and it's not worth it. For a team like the Bulls, they're rebuilding. They're not really competing for the right now. So you can get all your guys on the same page. And okay, we have now Patrick Williams, Laurie Marketing, Kobe White, Wendell Carter, Lonzo Ball. That's our starting five. And you can work with these guys, play ball with these guys. And this is um, a good group. So I do see Lonzo as a better fit with the Bulls. Um, And I do actually see Zach Levine coming in to the Pelicans and potentially making them a pretty solid playoff team um if you have uh now steven adams zion brandon ingram zach levine and um you would have at the point guard either KR lewis or eric Bledsoe, probably eric Bledsoe to start plus off the bench you would have jackson hayes jj reddick um Kiara lewis josh hart nikhail alexander walker who i'm sure some of those guys might get moved in the alonzo deal but There'll still be a good bench. And so for me, the Bulls make the most sense for Alonzo of Golden State and Chicago. There might be other teams that show interest later on, but, you know, if you could get someone like Zach Levine, that'd be a great, you know, addition.